they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and Descriptions. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. If you'd like to send me an email, please send your emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to follow me on any and all social media outlets, you can follow me at mbills314. Now, today I have a very special guest. This guest will probably be the most specialist guest, if that's a word that I will ever have on this show. She is a wife. She's an author. She's a daughter. She's a sister. My wife, ladies and gentlemen, is joining me on this show. Author Ann Billingsley. Hello. Thank you for having me. How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Yeah, yeah. You nervous? And I'm not nervous. I'm no. excited. You're excited. I'm overjoyed. You're overjoyed. Huh? <laughs> so you ready for this? You know you're speaking to the world. Right? I am. Hello, world. You mm. forgot to say something too. Before I am a mother of two. How did I miss that? I know, right? I think I would know You're that too. more than anybody. You are mother <laughs> two. Our two beautiful children. Yes. I asked you to come on. You've been wanting to come on for how long you've been wanting to be on the show? Forever. Oh, well, over the two years, <laughs> over three years, however long. How many have been doing this? What, 2016? Probably about a year. About a year, yeah. <laughs> so today's your day. You know, it made me think about that Martin episode when Gina came on Martin's show. And uh, she was co-hosting, and after the show was over, she felt like, I, I think I can do this. <laughs> so I, I want you to get a Gina spirit no, after this show. No, I want no, you this to, is all you. We're trying to take over episodes <laughs> and all that. No, sir. You know, so we're going to speak, but if you want to take over episode, I'll let you do it. You know, but today I brought you on. The reason why I brought you on is because you have a new book. Yes. That is releasing on... January 26th, which is this Saturday. Yes. The name of the book is called My Tailor-Made Man. Yes. It's never too late to wait. Yes. This is your second book. This is my second book. Interesting title. My Tailor-Made Man. Am I your tailor-made? Yes, you are. Tailor-made just for me. By God. So, um, (laughs) before we get into this book, why don't you let the audience know for those who may not know you or may have never, you know, because we say this is your second book. Most people don't know you wrote a first book. Yes. So why don't you tell people about the first book that you wrote? Okay. My first book is entitled Single Domain Sorrow, Find Your Purpose and Prosper. This book was birthed out of obedience. Uh, to God and his word and to his plan for my life. Um, I was a single woman, a single parent for many, many years. And I um, recommitted myself back to God. I received Christ Jesus in my heart as my Lord and Savior. And from that moment forward, I went on a prowl for a man not just any man I wanted a husband I wanted to be married more than I wanted a more intimate relationship with God and it was at that moment where years went by where I would try to date or I would give my number out and nothing would fall through and one night one night I was praying in my living room and I recommitted my 
singlehood. I recommitted my whole entire life, my body, my mind, my spirit, my soul back to God. And that's when I heard the word single don't mean sorrow. You have to find your purpose and prosper. And so this book is, I guess you can say it's primarily written for women, right? Yes. Not necessarily single men. Brothers is all right. <laughs> this this book is not for you, <laughs> but it's all good. This book is designed specifically for single women. Um, mm-hmm. I had a few male readers. A few male readers? I had a few okay. male readers. Okay. Because of the testimonies that I'm putting in here, it can, um, it can relate to both men and women. Testimonies that you you put in your new book or testimonies in your old book? Both books. The okay. testimonies are just dyma- not by dynamic. Okay. They are um, metamorphic, really. They're life-changing. Um, I talk about the spirit of abortions in my first book, um, how I went to, through as a single woman, as a young single woman, before I became a single parent, I went through where I had the spirit of abortion attack, attached to me, and God had to deliver me from that. And... It stemmed from the rejection and neglect of me as a young child, feeling that as a young child, and losing my mom as a six-year-old girl. And this book just has it all in there. And it's uh, it, it really just teaches the woman or a man how to surrender their life to Christ and live a single lifestyle with standards. Mm-hmm. So... Because that's important. You know, you got to have standards when uh, most people don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're living in a day and age where uh, standards are at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody just wants a quick fix. Everyone feels like, you know, I, I've been waiting, so I'm good. I waited long enough. Let me just get whoever is willing to accept me. Mm-hmm. You know, most people don't. Uh, live by the honor code meaning that uh, how I look at it it's like you have to honor yourself not dishonor I know we was talking to our daughter about that about um, you know learn how to honor yourself and not dishonor yourself and um, that's important and when you honor yourself you know you're honoring God when you dishonor yourself you dishonoring him you know because you're made we're made in his image and after his likeness okay so that's the first book so now i want you to get into that because now the first book now leads into the second book mm-hmm. and so again this book is called what's the title of it my Teller made man it's never too late to wait and um it's forwarded by the honorable bishop calvin scott and um, I have a few other testimonies in here. You're in here. I want to thank you for that. I am. My teller made man gave his long, his testimony. It's a, it's a powerful testimony. Um, when I say long, it was a long process that he had to go through. And he put that in this book, My Teller Made Man. I did. So this book is, I have a few other special guests in this book. It's really powerful. It's really powerful. It's about the waiting place. And I'm just really encouraging the single women at this point to let them know that it's never too late to wait. You're not too old. You're not too far behind. Um, that's one of the things that I had a um, um, insecurity about that God I'm getting older you know I'm getting older but God let me know through prayer that I have preserved you I have mm. preserved you my daughter Do- doesn't matter how much 
numbers go up in age, you will be preserved at the time of your yes. And that was just so powerful to me. So in this book, I share my yes with the world. So I saw that you um, you have a T-shirt and you have a saying, you know, as you know, the, the modern day saying is I'm living my best life. Yes. You uh, heard you use the term I'm living my yes life. Yes, I'm living my yes life. And that means what? Just giving God your yes. Just, I gave God my yes. I gave him my yes, even though I don't understand. I gave him my, I still say yes when I face difficulty and disappointments and I persevered it and I told him I still say yes. So at this point, um, I am living my yes life. So living my yes life. Mm-hmm. Now, for the women who may be saying, all right, I heard that it all sounds good, you know, Never too late to wait, my tailor-made man. But I'm, I'm 45. I'm pushing 50, and I just feel like I just I didn't ran my course. I don't feel like there's nobody out there for me. You know, I didn't. I feel like I've been waiting. So how do you feel about, or how would you address a woman who maybe who may feel like they're too old to receive a husband? Um, I would address them as my subtitle says. It's never too late to wait. Sometimes we think because we're not married, we're waiting. But waiting is believing. Waiting is working. My husband found me working. He found me serving God through his people faithfully. He found me writing my first book, even though I had a few roadblocks and a few uh, writer's block, he he came along and helped me through it. So no matter how old you are, it's never too late to wait. Um, God actually told me since I surrendered my whole entire life to God, I didn't desire marriage anymore. I desired it in my heart. Mm-hmm. Still, but in my mind, I was just thinking, well, maybe it's just, you know, it's just supposed to be me and my daughter. I just want to serve God. I just want to please him. And that's when the Holy Spirit let me know that you may seem as if you don't need a man, but there is a man who needs you. God, you are someone's answer prayer. No matter how old you are, it's some more things you may have to experience. Maybe another year, maybe another two years, maybe another six months, because it doesn't take God long to do anything. So Not long at all, because he ain't got no time. <laughs> God doesn't have time. His time and his thoughts and his ways are not like ours. They're so. far from ours. So I would just say it's never too late to wait. Um, you know, do a self-evaluation and make sure you're in your waiting place and you're not just single. You're not just lonely. You're not just yearning for a man that can turn into lust and it can turn into idolatry. And that is not waiting. And that can be a reason that you're still single, but it doesn't take God long to do anything. So your telemade man is somewhere out there. Um, he can be. He can also be being preserved. Yep. Preserved yep. by God. You know, coming out of something. So, um, I didn't get to write this. I don't believe in my book in this one, but I am working on a third book. Oh, already. Yes. So before the release of the second, you already yes, have third one. Yes, I am. Single you, don't you, mean sorrow too. Oh, you want to get a title? Okay. Part two. Bam! There it is. You heard it first. <laughs> yes. Single don't mean sorrow too. That's gonna be the third book yes, after this second. Yes, I won't release my subtitle yet, but it's very powerful, and it'll have some powerful 
keys to waiting on God and for God to release the anointing is on these books. But this third book has a double anointing where it is going to teach the single women how to wait that that door is unlocked, the blessings are unlocked, and how to wait in love, how to wait in forgiveness, which can unlock a lot of doors to your prosperity and blessings. Well, forgiveness will unlock a lot of stuff. Yes. I think a lot of times that we don't... um we're not receiving stuff is because of unforgiveness. Yes, I truly believe it. You know, Mark 11, verse 25, I believe it says, when you stay and pray and forgive so that your father in heaven may forgive you. So Amen. if you're not forgiven, God's not forgiving us, Amen. you know, so if he's, if he's not forgiving us, then that means that we still in our sin and, and the things that we're trying to receive, whether it be via peace or um, understanding knowledge of certain situations we're not getting because we feel like that person did me so bad I can't forgive them yes. but you can't afford not to forgive you can't them. you sometimes you have to forgive by faith, by and faith. That is something that That's you it. taught me about three years ago That's it, by faith. Um, when we were just friends becoming best friends that you have to forgive by faith and I believe that our singlehood was the uh, basic training. Mm-hmm. Our singlehood was the basic training for us to learn how to forgive. Where we, where people had to come up against us. Yeah, I believe that. Yes, and we had to learn it because in marriage, you have to forgive quickly. 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 You will be offended in marriage. You won't agree with everything that your spouse does in marriage. And you have to learn how to forgive quickly. So while you're single, I talk about this in my in both books. Single don't mean sorrow and my telling made man. You have to practice forgiveness. You have to practice to love. That love covers a multitude of sin. Mm-hmm. And the most important thing is love keeps no record of wrong. You have to know how to not only forgive, but to forget. Mm-hmm. I know that, you know, the saying growing up was, I'll forgive, but I never forget. But love keeps no record of wrong. Some of the things, record. you'll take the wisdom from it, but you'll forget the offense. Right. Now, one thing about that scripture is that when it talks about, you know, love keeps no record of wrong. And um, it doesn't mean that. You know, if someone comes up against you or does something that is hurtful, harmful, that I mean, you may, of course, still remember, but he's talking about from the standpoint of that you're not holding that act against them, Mm -hmm. you know, because we all have minds, you know, so like if I loan somebody twenty dollars and, you know, that person didn't pay me back the money. You know, or I loan, I continue to loan them money and they do whatever. And then once I see him again, he's saying that now I can't treat them in a position mm-hmm. as if they're just a whatever. Now, I may not loan them money again. Right. The wisdom. Right. I may not loan them money again, but I'm not treating them um, basically based off of how they offended me or based off how That's they right. hurt me. That's so right. you keep no record of wrong. So that's the act. Most people feel like, you know, they do something, somebody do something against you and you feel like you got to retaliate or you have to continue to remind them of what they did to you. Mm-hmm. Especially if the person apologized to you or if the person maybe, maybe was, um, under some kind of a substance or maybe, you know, whatever the situation was, we have to learn how to, um, let it go. Yes. 
Yes. You know, and like you said, it takes faith. And you yes. may not understand why I gotta let it. How come they can't let it go? Well, he talking to you. Why don't you let it go first? You can't worry about the other person. This everything. God is judging us individually. When we get to heaven, you know, we not all stand up there in the group. You know, I'm saying it's an individual thing. So you have to make sure that your heart is pure, your heart is right, so that you can move forward. Amen. So, Amen. Amen. So, um, of course, I wanted to talk to you about your books and all those things, but let's go a little bit deeper mm-hmm. just for people who, like I said, may not know. So, of course, they know you for your books. They know you for being my wife. And I know you talk a little bit about some of this in the book, but or maybe you don't. I'm not sure. But for people who may be inspired to write their own book mm-hmm. or for women or men who um they just have a passion and a drive to do some other things other than writing a book. At what point in your life did you know that you wanted to put your life in a book? Wow. Um, what point of my life? It had mm-hmm. to be about probably 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I used to journal a lot. And that's why I do have journals in the back of my book, because I I truly believe that journals or writing is therapeutic, first Mm -hmm. off. And as I used to journal, I had so many different journals, so many different magazines, because I love to write. I used to write letters to God, and I used to write uh, letters even to myself. And one particular journal, I was writing about when would I find my husband, God. Maybe it'll be today. Maybe it'll be at work. Maybe it'll be at the gas station. Maybe it'll be when I take my daughter to the doctor. I wrote so much about a man. And as the months went by, I started to write about my co-workers you know bless them the more I would hear about their problems I would go and write in this journal prayers for them and then years went by I would start to write about saving my family members and blessing my family members and blessing my manager and praying putting prayers in my journal for the pastors and leaders of the church so when you wrote these prayers in the book for your co-workers, for example, did you you just wrote? Did you actually pray the prayers I, out? I like prayed pray them the out loud. Okay, so you wrote the prayer out, and then you would pray, mm-hmm. pray the prayers. Okay. And I would go back and see how God would move in their life, and see what specific prayer mm-hmm. match the testimony that they would bring back to work, um, match the testimonies that I would see in my family. So journaling was so important to me. I said, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to put a journal in the back of it and I'm going to pray over this journal. And I pray that anyone that journals in this, write in this journal, that they'll see the manifestation of, the, of those prayers or of the journaling. So have you were you journaling even when you were like a, a young girl like when you were in school was journaling ever a thing I was not so no. so this journaling now you're doing it was really spirit led you was. really just led to, mm-hmm. to write and that's a key because I know the scripture talks about the sons of God and our daughters of God are led by the spirit of God and that's something that we all need to take into account because as you said writing for you was therapeutic and the spirit of God led you to do that because mm-hmm. some people may be listening like oh you're writing letters to God well that's that's different I never heard of that mm-hmm. but that's how God led you right the spirit of God led you and as you were writing that out you were releasing some things and so people who are listening I may lead you in a different way but the whole key is that you're allowing the spirit of God to lead you and you definitely want to get what's inside of you 
out. Yes. That's the whole key. Yes. Get them things out. So whether if you're a person that you like to talk it out, maybe you need to use a voice recorder, maybe you want to write it out, or however you need to get it out, the whole thing is getting it out of your spirit onto print because God wants to do a lot of things in our lives, but a lot of times our minds, these natural minds, keep us from being obedient. We'll talk ourselves out of it. What if you would have said, journaling, writing a lot? Lord, why would I write a letter to you? That seems a little deep and strange. I'm not going to write a letter (laughs) to you. I'll just talk to you. But he led you to write it. So I just wanted to insert that because it's just an important key. And as you said, that was 10 years ago. And here we are 10 years later. And now the things that you wrote in that journal, you're now putting in books that are now going all over the world. Yes. So you just never know. Yes. You never know. You know, who's listening at this very time and moment? You know, you don't know who's going to get that book and that, you know, who's going to actually pick up a copy of that book and how it's going to transform their life. So that's just something that we just never know what God is going to do with the things that he's placed inside of us. But we just have to be obedient and make sure that we're doing all that he's called us to do. Amen. So we've been married going on, what, three years? Yes. How do you feel? Seeing a big hit about to hit this three year mark. How do you feel, you know, being a wife to me? Like, how does it feel going into your third year? It feels good. Like, are you still, st- are we still in the honeymoon phase, as they say? Mm-hmm. Like, I think we're out of the honeymoon. Okay, okay. We're, we're out. We're it's it's work. We still now. honeymooning, but we out the honeymoon phase. <laughs> yes, as they say. this is work now. Prayer, consecration, uh, fasting, submitting, um, pur- being purged, and um, just everything that you sh- we should be able to do in our singlehood. I'm living it now in marriage, and it's a beautiful thing because I was God was preparing me. Um, serving people was one of my biggest, my biggest uh, things that I love to do. Just serve God through His people, and now I'm able to serve my man. I'm able to serve my husband. And you serve well. Yes, thank you. Very <laughs> as a queen, she'll serve a king. I'm able to serve him, and um, I, I thank God for it. And I thank God for you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. You definitely, um, you're a blessing to my life. And, uh, yeah, I'll never or nor will I or not or have I ever take you for granted. So. Thank you. uh, Yeah, you know. Thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. I really do. (laughs) Thank you. I I appreciate you. you as well. Um. You're definitely an answer prayer. Um, some things I journaled, what I wanted in my man. Now, some of the things I outgrew, so I didn't expect mm-hmm. God to give me everything that I journaled. Mm. But one thing I did say, a man of, of integrity. A man that, um, in my first book, I write about a just man falls. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Bible says that a just man falls seven times mm-hmm. and rises up again. Mm-hmm. So I thank God for for you I thank God that you made mistakes before mm-hmm. and God was able to okay. redeem you for such a time as this so things that I journaled about you they are here and some things that I left out you 
possess. Possess. You know, not saying that you're perfect because you're not, but you what? being imperfect, <laughs> you being imperfect mm-hmm. makes God even more perfect because that's where grace can abide. Where you slack, where you um, don't 100% have, <laughs> God yeah. has that. I'm thinking about that. <laughs> When um, Tina, Tina knows, Tina knows yeah, yeah, she said he's not perfect. And they was interviewing her and her husband. And <laughs> She's like, what? The man said, well, you know, he, she was like, well, you know, he's not perfect. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, and I, I understand what she meant. She's just saying that no, no man is perfect. No mm-hmm. being is perfect. As you're not perfect, I'm not perfect. Because we still, God still has to be number one in our life. He still has to be the source. Yeah. Even though you bring the resources in, even though you work hard and you provide for the family, but if, 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 if I can think back to when I was single, I know that God was there. He was my provider, my protector. He was my mother, my father. He was my best friend. He was all that to me, and I didn't have to replace him, but he gave me an add-on in the natural. So I thank God for that. Well, amen to that. Um, you know, when a person gets married, and I think in marriage you can't um, now put the spouse before God. Like you can't be praying for the spouse and then praying and asking God for a mate, and then you get the mate, and now you're putting the mate before God. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you, you stop going to church, you mm-hmm. stop, praying, stop praying, you stop just doing all the things that got you to the point to where you are. You know, none of us, not even just to make anything that we're believing God for. Once we get that answered prayer, we can't now now stop. You know, it's just like people who um, amass wealth. And so they get that wealth and now all of a sudden they stop attending services. They stop going to Bible study, Mm -hmm. stop praying because all of a sudden they're just making too much money to do spiritual things not knowing that the spiritual thing is going to maintain and keep that fulfillment right. level there because what the scripture says and can't serve God and man can't serve so two. can't serve two men love one and hate the other that's it now so. you can serve God with money mm-hmm. but you can't serve money and um that must have been for somebody I don't know I got Amen. but um but yeah so we can't replace nothing before God so anybody that's listening, just make sure you keep that in mind if you're single. You know, you I, I just can't wait to, you know, the, to get a spouse where I can just do this, 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 and that. And that's cool. But once you get the spouse, just know that God is still first. Amen. And it's never, that's not going to change. He's not going to step the step aside for uh, a man or a woman. Mm-mm. You shouldn't want him to. Yeah. I need God. In my life, in your life, and in our life, I need him. Um, so, no, no. And, and I've always prayed that I wasn't trying to pump, prime, motivate anyone to go to church, to read their word, to pray. I'm, I'm saying, God, have a mature man of God waiting for me. Uh, well, mm. praying for me. Yeah. And your testimony is in here on how God sent you 
how God sent me into your life and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it's just amazing. I can't wait for the readers to dive in it's to hear our love story. It's all in there. Yes, I'm excited. It's good stuff. I'm excited. And yeah. so and so this Saturday you're having um, a book release. Yes, right? January 26th. The book release um, of My Teller Made Man is Never Too Late to Wait. I'm so excited about that. It'll be at 48 South Florissant Road, um, St. Louis, Missouri, Ferguson, Missouri, 63135. Everyone is invited. It'll be networking, so bring your business cards, um, bring your friends, bring your family. Children are welcome. Um, Just, you know, stay with them. And just come out and have a really good time and get ready to celebrate the birthing of yes. my telling made man is never too late to wait. And now for people who may be listening that um, won't be able to make mm-hmm. it because we are talking to the world. Yes. We have Apple listeners. Yes. We have Spotify listeners. We got YouTube listeners, Facebook listeners and people who may not be in the same Louis area. So tell them mm-hmm. um, how can they get the book? My book is available on my website at annbillingsley.net um, slash shop. You can order both books, Single Don't Mean Sorrow, Find Your Purpose and Prosper, and My Teller Made Man is Never Too Late to Wait. I also um, have a girl talk that I do every year. That information will be uploaded on there. I'll be blogging soon. Again, that's annbillingsley.net. I'm also on social media at annbillingsley. Um, he and I ministry, single don't mean sorrow, and on Instagram, and I am underscore. That's A N N I, the letter A, the letter M underscore. And my email is annbills30, that's three zero, at gmail.com. Okay. Now, what about uh, is it on Kindle or iBooks or is that coming yes, soon? Yes, I have uh, for people who may not like physical mm-hmm. copies, they may want to read on their phone or read on their tablet or iPad or whatever. So, are you available? You got on iBooks or Kindle? Yes, or is that I'm coming? actually on Amazon as well okay. under uh, Single Domain Sorrow. Find Your Purpose and Prosper and My Teller Made Man is Never Too Late to Wait. I'm on Amazon. I have a Kindle book out available on Amazon and I will be on iBooks this time next week. All right. So your book is available again on your website, which is Ann Billingsley. That's B-I-L-L-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y dot net. It's also available on Amazon. Yes. Right. And then we got Kindle, right, mm-hmm. which I guess is Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. And then iBooks is coming soon. Yes. This time, well, sometime next week I should be on iBooks and I'm working on an audio for both books. Yep. Audio book. Yep. Yes. So my audio should be out this spring. For people who like to listen to books, they want books read to them. Now, are you going to do this? Are you going to voice it? Are you going to get somebody? Yes, I'm going to voice it. And I also have a good friend of mine. She's uh, wonderful at voiceovers. I'm not sure if she's ready for her name to be put out there. Okay. And um, did you work with a publishing company in doing this book? I did. I did. I'm actually a self-published author on both books. 
Um, however, I do have a sister in the gospel, a good friend of mine, Leandra Green. She has her own publishing company so um, that she just launched, that she just birthed, and it's taken the world by storm. It's a purpose publishing house, amazing publishing company. She, they did the edits for me and the formatting for my second book and any other book or any other uh, project that requires manuscript to come, I'm gonna go through this publishing company. So again, that's purposepublishinghouse.com. Yeah, it was awesome. It was an amazing, it was an answer prayer is what I call it. I appreciate you for wanting to uh, talk to me or talk to us or talk to the world yes. about your Thank new book. You. And um, this is not going to be the last time that you're on the show, is it? No, no, no. I'm enjoying myself. You're going to just come on <laughs> in and you know, we're going to just go over some scriptures together with yes. the world. Yes, I look forward to that. Okay, we're going we're gonna to have to make that happen. So, again, um, you are listening to and have been listening to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures podcast. And my guest co-host slash guest is my wife, Ann Billingsley. You have been listening to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and SoundCloud. You can also send me emails to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Remember these words from the book of Romans chapter 3, verse 4, the latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out. Amen.